0: Good day to all you hockey fans out there. It is March 1st, and you are listening to the one, the only, Talking Puck Podcast. I am Sean Coles, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Lake. Hello, hello. And it is, or was, I should say, trade deadline day. It's exciting day, and that's what we're going to concentrate on in this, uh, this episode. The deadline, or that it was exciting? <laughs> the deadline, because it was not the most exciting. Probably the most exciting news was that TSN is getting uh, Jay and Dan back.
1: Yeah, and and the only other exciting news actually was uh, was the, the annual Brian Burke interview. Oh my god, he does not give a good interview. Does no, he?
0: it's one word answers, and he <laughs> just looks like he wants to kill everybody. I don't understand his his infatuation with having the tie just hanging yeah. around him. It's at that point just have like a nice button up shirt and don't wear a tie. Well, I saw a tweet today that was like everyone used to chip in to buy him a scarf because <laughs> that's what he should be wearing. It's like. Brian, tie the damn tie or don't wear it. The best part
1: about it, too, is it's not like it was the end of a long day. It was like 11 a.m. and his tie <laughs> was undone.
0: I can see like 9 he, or 10 o'clock. He's not even the GM. No. <laughs> so what the hell is he doing?
1: <laughs> it's just crazy old Brian Burke. Oh, man. He,
0: he is a kind of a kooky guy still. He, he was even worse when he was in Toronto. But um, So, yeah, as I said, we're going to concentrate just strictly on the deadline. And any moves that uh, that have been made, because you know it's an exciting time of the year. Trades going on, teams gearing up for uh, for the playoffs or for a run at the playoffs. Other teams are completely selling, trying to get as many picks as they can so they can load up and rebuild. And um, it added a little more intrigue this year as well, is that we've got the expansion draft coming up in the summer, right? And
1: now too, the LA or not LA, sorry, uh, Vegas is. uh... Officially open for business. That they are. They. I don't think they made any moves today. They didn't yet. But they now can pick up like and, um, NCAA. College, and, yeah.
0: yeah, they can start scouting those. Well, they will have been scouting those guys. They all can season, start to sign so. guys to contracts. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they start making some moves. Just no active
1: while. players. Any players that are like yeah. hurt or, or currently active, they cannot touch those players. Even ones that are on uh, long term injury. From what I was from what they were saying on uh, TSN today, yeah, anyone who's still under a
0: contract that is you know active or injured. They're, they're not touchable. Well, yeah, that kind of makes sense, because why would you be traded to a team that doesn't Yeah, you don't play for yet. the rest of the year, yeah. Exactly. So, what we're going to do is we're going to start off by uh, talking about the sellers a bit. Now, the main sellers that everyone knew of going into this time of the year were Colorado and Phoenix, because only those two teams in the West are truly out of it. Like, in the East, everyone still kind of has a chance, Right, right. There were, there was,
1: there was but, talks being kind of middle of this, like the first half of the season about Detroit somewhat being a seller just because of where they are compared yeah. to the last
0: 25 years. Well, ex- exactly, exactly. But Colorado kind of disappointed. Yes and no. Like, uh, like I was
1: really hoping that they were going to get rid of Grigorenko. I was hoping maybe that they would find someone to take Tooten.
0: um. I don't think anyone's taken either of them. Oh, right,
1: but you know, you, you never know, right? And yeah. then I was also hoping that maybe someone would take John Mitchell because you know he's he's a
0: decent center. He's a good face That that's a good point because he's kind of one of those uh, bottom six gritty guys that you know teams really love going into the he's playoffs. Not, you know, he's not offensively
1: gifted, but he's definitely good defensive at face-offs. Yeah. Um, I, I had a feeling going into it that they weren't going to take no one was going to take Duchesne or Cog. And I They're think that's too much. not only that, but it, it's also probably smarter for them to move them
0: come draft yeah. or, or, or in the summer, they'll probably get a lot come the expansion draft. Right. Entry draft.
1: So I have a feeling it's that you're going to get more in return then compared to, you know, teams getting rid of everything now when there's still a little bit time left in the season. So yeah. Other than that though I was kind of hoping that you know maybe Grigorenko um, a few other guys well, that I was
0: they picked up Andrew Getty
1: yeah and uh, to be honest I liked Martinson he's like I said to you yeah. he's one of the only eight ever Norwegian players in the NHL um, but Barbario came from Montreal and he's got like a rejuvenation in Colorado yeah. he's playing well so maybe he can too and for some reason there's yeah. I,
0: I don't really know Andrew Getty I don't know if he's maybe a little more skilled he, for, anything, I, I don't or... really
1: know him too too much either, but he's from what I've seen, he's like kind of like a smaller skilled guy. Oh, okay. So maybe he'll Colorado fit in with this, can use that. yeah. Because yeah. maybe with the younger, faster guys, he'll fit in more than kind of a Julian, kind of big and tough kind of. Yeah, yeah. Montreal
0: went in an odd, uh, odd direction, but we'll get to them uh, in a little bit. Um, now, obviously, Phoenix, uh, they they kind of had their big trade a couple of days ago. With getting rid of Martin Stone. Hansel, but oh, and Stone too, right? Yeah, and Stone. That's right. Yeah, because they tr- traded Stone. Uh, I think that was maybe Friday or Saturday. That was a few, yeah. It was a few days ago as well. And they they're obviously sellers. They're they are bottom dwellers in this league. And I kind of thought that Shane Doan might get moved, but they they were pretty quiet.
1: Yeah, and I was really surprised too that apparently there was not a single
0: call for redeem Verbata either. That is interesting. I wonder if it's because um, because of Vanek uh, getting picked up and the cost being so high for that that it turned everyone off of Verbata. It could or he's be. just having as terrible a season. But no Verbata's
1: Ver- having actually a decent season. He's having a completely rejuvenated season compared to uh, Oh yeah. Compared to what he had last year in uh, Vancouver.
0: Jeez, I, I haven't looked. I don't really keep track of Phoenix that much. <laughs> Does anybody? Yeah, that's true. They're like... <laughs> The only story
1: that's from Phoenix is that Austin Matthews is from that area.
0: (laughs) You know what? They've got some really good young pieces, so I'm hoping that you know we can see a rejuvenation from that team. And uh, John Chaka seems to be doing a pretty decent job building up those picks. Like you see the haul that he got for Hansel. Oh, for sure, but just unreal.
1: You think at this point, with them being you know where they are in the in the Western Conference, that you would call up Anthony Duclair and you would you know.
0: He's having a bad season. They sent him down. That's I know.
1: I know they sent him down. But I mean, you got to give him his confidence back, right? It's not like you're gonna. It's not like
0: you're well, making splashes. Well, he, he might be gaining his confidence by being down in the minors and kind of building up, building true. that up, right? Yeah. You know, but they also did say that he was option. available too. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. That I'm, and I'm surprised that they want to get rid of him because he was so fantastic with the Rangers. Yeah. And but maybe that was because he was playing around a better better team. That was help them bring them through. Maybe, Who knows? Yeah. But someone should have taken a flyer on him. But evidently, no one did. We'll wait till the summer, though. You never yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. But um, we'll move it along to another one of the sellers that I thought was a little surprising, personally. And I am so happy that they are sellers. It's the Vancouver Canucks, <laughs> finally, because finally we were expecting th- them to be buyers. Oh my god! I thought they would have been. I really thought that Jim Benning was just going to go off the deep end, trade all their picks for, like, Shane Doan. Apparently, he took the Sadines into his
1: uh, office today and told them that they're going into a full-fledged rebuild. Duh!
0: But, I mean... <laughs> Even the Sadines must have been able to realize that's where the team was going, like, last summer. Yeah. Oh, my God. this is, It is by far overdue that they are going into a bit of a rebuild, but I am so happy that they are because maybe it'll get them turned around.
1: Did you see Yannick Hansen refused to waive his trade clause to go to Montreal?
0: I did not see that, He's, but that's very interesting. That is
1: interesting because where did he end up going? He went to uh, San Jose. San Jose. Montreal's not a bad team to have a chance at going to mm, making it far in the Eastern Conference. You've
0: got a better chance with San Jose.
1: Right, but this was bef- this was before San Jose was an, was making any offers. This was this was uh, before the deadline. <laughs>
0: I don't know how good of a chance Montreal really has. Like aside, Montreal's
1: got a better chance than Vancouver, and at that time he yeah. didn't know
0: that he didn't know that any other teams were going to offer for him, right? Well, I don't know. His agent might have had because uh, obviously his agent would have been calling around, right? Right. For sure. So he might have had some inclination that another team like San Jose yeah, might he be been. making a pitch for him, right? So, like, these these are things that we don't know, but sometimes the player has more oh, of a... Oh, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes, yeah. For for every player that says that, oh, I was totally shocked by this, the ones with a good agent kind of know.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Right? And, uh, you know, they and they sold Alex Burroughs the other day as well. They sold him off for a pretty good return, actually, yeah. because the guy they picked up, um, Dolan, Jonathan Dolan, was just named like the top player in the Swedish like second tier yeah. in hockey league, yeah. and he's pretty young. I think it's nineteen. Yeah, I think he's 20. eighteen or
1: nineteen. Yeah, and maybe maybe Vancouver will find some pieces to you know to complement Bo Horvat in the next few years. And well,
0: because they got Brock uh, Bozer yep. coming up as well, and their goalie is supposed to be pretty good. That's coming up. They're
1: saying that uh, this is like the first time since like two thousand like nine or ten that there's a good chance that uh, the leading scorer for the Vancouver Canucks
0: is not named as Sedin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will be interested, though, to see, because I'm, actually, what I should say is that I'm surprised that Ryan Miller did not get moved.
1: Yeah, uh, yes and no. I mean, I'm not surprised that he got moved opposed to Marc-Andre Fleury getting moved because I feel like Fleury's a better goalie than Ryan Miller oh, is. totally. And I know that Fleury wanted to stay, but I feel like if anyone was going to go for a goalie, they'd try and get Fleury before they would have got Miller. Well, Fleury's still got time left, though, doesn't
0: he? I think he still has one more year. So, you can still move him at the expansion draft. Right.
1: But he also, yeah, he doesn't want to uh, wave his claws, you he know, said. <laughs> he's got a
0: great chance to win another cup. Oh, for sure. Even if he rides the pine. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, but it was interesting to see that Ryan Miller wasn't moved to someone. Like, obviously, L.A. was off the table once they picked up Ben Bishop. Which right. Which couldn't believe. Yeah. But Especially But you never know, maybe St. Like... Louis might have taken a yeah. chance on him and had a better backup than... Uh, the one they currently have,
1: or but. even like Calgary or someone who's kind of had some.
0: Oh man, <laughs> I feel so badly for Calgary because <laughs> they they thought they had hit it like they thought they'd gotten a home run when they got Brian Elliott. and he has not been good. He's
1: been he's been a lot better lately. And uh, on Trade Center today, um, you know O'Neill and those guys and Duffy were talking about how uh, with you know the pieces that Calgary has got and uh, the way that they've been playing that. If they make it into the playoffs. They're one of the teams that you might not want to play first round.
0: That's true. They've, they do have a bit of uh, bit of grit to them. Obviously, with Matthew Kachuk, that dude's annoying. Oh, yeah. It was very fun to watch too. him in London. Yeah. That is true. But, uh, you know, what? we're going to move along to a couple of Eastern teams that were sellers. I know we're, there's a lot of sellers that, this year. And I was <laughs> more of that I was uh, surprised about because going into the trade deadline, people were saying, oh, there's not a lot of sellers, you know, because everyone in the East is in it. Well,. Tampa Bay shocked people when they started selling. Yeah. Because they weren't far out of it. No, they're not they're not that far out of it, but I think they kind of figured no, we're done. We're done for the year and we got to start shedding some contracts here. So, obviously they they kicked things off training Ben Bishop over to LA for they got who was they got Peter Budai. Yeah, and they got like a fifth or something. Yeah, back. and, it, then they, they, got a, and then they got and they got a player as yeah, well. Yeah, Chernak. Yeah. They got Chernak back and not, not a huge haul, but obviously for a goalie that's on an expiring contract that hasn't played that great this season, not he bad. He had a decent cap hit too. That's true. Yeah, and they, he did have a pretty good cap hit. So what I think will be kind of amusing about that is that you've got two goalies. Both a little inconsistent in the health department. Hmm. What happens if both go down and yeah. you don't have Peter Buda? Yeah, you then you're going to have to...
1: Who's who's their third string? Zatkoff, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> and oh. he's hurt, too. He was hurt <laughs> all half
0: the year this year. <laughs> but at the same time, you got one of them having a bad night. You've got a solid goalie that you oh, can throw sure. back in. So they're going to get pretty darn good goaltending for the rest of the season. No, no doubt about that. Unless Jonathan Quick is... Not like twenty twelve Jonathan Quick.
1: Yeah, who knows after his groin yeah. injury, the, he's only played. He was about, pretty like,
0: good the other night though.
1: Yeah, then they lost the next game, I
0: believe, did they not? I uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really follow too I don't really follow. <laughs> I've been I didn't really keep track of them this week. It's been a busy week. But uh, and then obviously the next move for Tampa Bay was selling off Brian Boyle. Yeah. Which really surprising. I'm ecstatic that he's come to Toronto. And You know, Tampa didn't get a huge amount in return. They got a second, which is good, but it's not going to be a really high second. It's going to be kind of mid-table to 20 to 30, depending on how the Leafs uh, finish in the season. Yeah,
1: and I feel like Boyle brings a lot of grit that Toronto didn't really necessarily have.
0: They needed a fourth-line center.
1: Not just a fourth-line center, but he's kind of like your checking line kind of... Yeah,
0: he can move up to third line as well, yeah.
1: And he's going to be really good on the penalty kill. Yep, he's going to have a lot of leadership. Even on the power play, you can just park his ass in front of the net, right? he's huge. He's a big guy. He he is a very big guy. And he's been to the Stanley Cup Finals twice. So if the Leafs do make it to the playoffs, he's going to have that invaluable experience that every locker room needs,
0: right? He's going to offer that extra bit of leadership that I think the Leafs locker room just doesn't have right Right. now. Because they are so young that none of these guys really... You know, maybe yeah. they're leaders of their junior teams,
1: but this is a whole another ball game, right? It's true,
0: and well, when you got guys like JVR, Bozak, Kadri, they've never really won in the NHL, and so yeah, they may be kind of leaders in the dressing room, but they don't quite have. They that. don't have that second level yeah, kind of. They, they well, and they haven't really had the opportunity to hit it right either, right? So that's... thanks to Boston, yeah, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> But, and then the last move that Tampa Bay made, which was today, the last big one at least, was, was trading Valtteri Filippa Yeah?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, at first they acquired Mark Strait. Yeah. And everyone was like, why the hell is Mark Strait <laughs> going to Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay a, was selling.
0: Expiring contract. That's right, why. Right,
1: right. But then moments later, they flipped him to Pittsburgh for a fourth round pick. <laughs> I don't know why Pittsburgh really wanted him. I feel like Pittsburgh is trying to just get some help to inevitably face off against Washington.
0: Yeah, but Mark Strait, I don't think he's had that good a season. No, but... And he's 39.
1: But he instantly upgrades your bottom two defense. I suppose.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, the only issue I see with him is that I at 39, is he going to be quick enough for for them? Because they play a really fast game. Now... I suppose that not a whole ton of their speed comes out of their back end. Their back end is that first pass, and if you actually speed watch comes from their forwards, yeah. But
1: if you watch their back end, so guys like Latang and yeah Daly, they bring the puck in a lot because they are faster. But the slower defensemen, they make the quick outlet pass yeah. that's like that, and then the forwards are just gone. When you got guys like, you know, Crosby, or when you got guys like
0: Kessel who can fly down the ice, just, yeah, those passes just are give them the puck yeah. and go, and. What what was brilliant about that trade though is that it gets Valtteri Filppula off the books. And yeah, they and they haven't kept Mark Straight. Yeah. So uh, Steve Arzeman, once again showing that I think he's the next Lou Lamorello. Yeah, he's in he, that. He, he knows he's what he's doing. real because they just dropped five mil off the cap to be able to re sign. I think guys like Tyler Johnson are yeah, are up and this
1: uh, year. someone else is up this year as well that they're going to need to pay. Uh,
0: Andre Pilat probably. Yeah, I think right.
1: it's Palat and. Not to mention, one thing that I found was really weird, and as we were talking earlier, I'm not sure as to why,
0: but Philadelphia re- rejected going to Toronto. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> that was very odd, very odd, and, and from my perspective at least, because they're a better team, yeah. I think, than Philly, Like, and they they have way more upside than Philadelphia does. But you know what? He He may have just had his reasons whether he didn't want to be – in Canada and put up with the weather, and coming from Florida, well, I mean, I Philly's not really
1: that much better than Toronto, of wise.
0: No. no, that's true, but um, I don't, he may just have wanted to stay in the states. Maybe going from Tampa where he pays like no taxes
1: to somewhere where he's going to be forfeiting 40 percent of yeah. his salary, yeah, or more. I, I
0: <laughs> can't really blame him on that score, that's for sure. But at the same time, it, I'm not totally. Totally sad. Like, yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Maybe he just doesn't really want
1: to be part of a rebuild, too. Maybe he wants to kind of, you know, as much as Philly's not a better yeah, option. Eh. Philly's kind of a middling
0: team, though. Yeah. That's the thing. They're, they they probably should have re, rebuilt, but they haven't. And but they've so, got a
1: lot of good young guys, like, you know, Provorov. Oh, and, with,
0: yeah, th- that, those two, like him and uh, Provorov and Goss' bear are going to be an insane one, too. Oh, yeah. For them come um, just in the next few years, but you know what? I'm like I said, I'm a little disappointed that Phil Puller didn't come to Toronto because he's a good player. I, he is, I honestly, I really like him. I haven't watched in the last couple of years in the playoffs, like he would have been a definite upgrade over Tyler Bozak, who would have had to have been going back in the other direction because you know, less, less of a cap hit at that point, <laughs> right? Because he does make, I think, almost a mil less than Phil does.
1: I think it's pretty funny though that uh, Bozak for you know, he stayed on Toronto this year, but. I think it's been like eight years in a row where he's been on the trade block come deadline. Oh, I know. I feel a little badly for him. (laughs) He's
0: always getting talked about being traded. I feel like
1: at this point he's probably like, meh. You know (laughs) what? That was kind of his reaction.
0: Because he was asked about it this year, and he's like, kind of just gotten used to it. Yeah, well, literally like every year it it was Bozak's on the trading block, Bozak's on the trading block. And maybe he has, maybe he hasn't, you know. And it all depends on who wants to take him and whether or not the deal is right. And obviously either no one has ever wanted him which I kind of can't believe or just the deal has never been right. Yeah. And clearly the deal would have been right this time except Philip LaNix did it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's just right. That's what he had built into his contract. So you can't That's really fault him. That's what him and
1: the organization agreed upon. Yeah, well,
0: actually no cuz um Tampa acquired him from someone else. And I don't remember Was who it they Pittsburgh? acquired him no, it wasn't Pittsburgh. I would have to look it up.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure where he came from. I, I just always remember him playing for Tampa. Yeah, no Tampa huh?
0: traded for him. I don't and for the life of me, I don't remember who. Uh, that's gonna bug uh, me now. I know that's why I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> but it, you know, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting going for them down the road because for Tampa, because kind of where do they go from here? Right, they've got to they do have to resign a lot of players. And then you
1: got to hope that Stamkos comes back and he stays healthy. Can't, Stamkos was skating today. He's been skating for. He started skating sometime last week. But my thing is, is. Every last year, for the last two or three years, he's been hurt.
0: And this is why I'm a little happy now that Toronto didn't sign him. But who knows?
1: Maybe if he went to Toronto, maybe half his issues wouldn't have happened. Oh, can you imagine
0: (laughs) if he was on LTIR right now? (laughs) They brought someone else in. They got Matthews and Stamkos (laughs) and whoever else they could bring in. That would be insane. But uh, Valtteri Philpillo was with Detroit. You know what? I do remember that. It goes back, what, a few years, he, right? Five, he six, won a six cup years? with them, too. Yeah, because he left them in, I 11, think he must 12. have gotten, yeah, 12-13.
1: Then he went over and played a year in Finland, it looks like. That's a lockout, right?
0: Yeah, that would have been lockout. No, 12-13, I think he got traded to Tampa. He was having a pretty bad season, it looks huh. like. You have to look at his next
1: year. He went from 41 games to, and 17 points to 75 games
0: and 58 points the yeah, next he, year. And he's kind of been on a decline since then, but he's he's a pretty steady performer. He, his at least playoff wise. His assists are pretty uh, pretty normal like across the board. Yeah. And his goals Sisters are. Goals. Yeah. Which you know, is interesting for a guy that uh, usually played with Stamkos. Yeah.
1: But, to be honest, Stamkos is the better pure goal scorer out of those two, so... Well, that's what I mean, you think to little he'd little have pat- more assists, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, but a lot of yeah. times Stamkos was kind of, I got oh, the puck, I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going coast to coast, no one else is touching
0: this. He's a little bit like uh, like Ovechkin. That's that, why I look that at matter. his, look
1: at Filipula's uh, 2015 uh, plus-minus. He's 2014-15, uh, <laughs> minus
0: 14. His plus minus has come up, so that's yeah. not too bad.
1: And uh, negative six or minus six the next year, so it was probably because of the fact that uh, you know he's on the ice <laughs> when they score, but then you know Stamkos is on the ice when they score.
0: Yeah, <laughs> who knows, who knows. But you know what, it's a good pickup for Philly. They're going to really love him there. Yeah,
1: I think. and Philly's crowd is nothing but passionate.
0: Yeah. So he's gone. He's gone to at least a good hockey city. Maybe
1: so maybe they'll pair him with, uh,
0: um, what's his name Voracek. Yeah, I think Voracek tends to exclusively play with Giroux, but maybe Wayne Simmons. I can see Wayne Simmons he plays with Giroux.
1: Kind of a bum this year.
0: Yeah, he is. He's having an off year. Which that? Is why, but even though when you texted me like that, there was a rumor that Montreal was going to go after him first. My first thought was, of course, Montreal's <laughs> going for a French player. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't see him getting moved. Yeah, a, his no. cap hit is too high because he makes eight and a half mil. Yeah, or that's what his cap hit is. Whether or not that's his salary, who knows? But it's like Philly's not going to sell low on him. That no, would just be stupid. They
1: would they would demand first round picks. Yeah. and. They would probably yeah they demand a lot for them yeah, now. They, they one promise. thing that I found interesting was I believe it was on Twitter today that was it Bob McKenzie that tweeted that apparently Philadelphia offered Edmonton Oilers four first round picks for the next four years and Claude Giroux for Connor McDavid which Edmonton walked away from.
0: <laughs> a I could see that I well obviously you would you would have to basically mortgage the next ten. First round picks. Yeah, but I can't see them having made that offer. That's such a stupid thing. From what the tweet
1: said was that Edmonton balked at the offer. Well, I mean, one, right now, I'm sure they
0: didn't even get an answer. They probably
1: (laughs) Chierelli was probably like, yeah, I (laughs) know. Because one, McDavid is a proven star in the league. You can have four or five first round picks, and they're not going to guaranteed to work out, right? (laughs) Look at Edmonton. (laughs) All their burst overalls. I still think still my favorite out. tweet was, uh, no, it wasn't from an analyst or anything today, but it was uh, the one about um, Drew getting, was it Drew getting traded to uh, Toronto for so-and-so and then a Samsung washer and dryer combo? <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that was
0: funny. <laughs> oh, man. Just uh, trade deadline always brings out the craziest rumors, and you've always got to kind of, Watch where the you gotta look at the sources. From. Like yeah. that,
1: you gotta, you gotta know if they're
0: trusted, if they're not trusted. Right? And especially with Facebook now, right? All this clickbait shit that oh, yeah. they just throw out the stupidest stuff because they know some idiot's gonna click on the link. Well, it's all about views, right? <laughs> it is. It is. That's <laughs> that's why we do this podcast? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But anyways, moving on from Tampa Bay, the last kind of real seller that actually really surprised me this year, and I know we kind of mentioned them earlier. Detroit Red Wings.
1: Yeah, they were they informed people before the deadline that pretty much everyone was for sale. We're giving up <laughs> Except for like Mantha or um
0: um
1: their young basically yeah. their young core. I,
0: any of their young guys, I think Mantha, Mrazic, any um I, Yeah, Athanasium and um Well obviously Dylan Larkin. Well,
1: dude, that's just a that's, that's just a, just a given. given. But yeah. No any, one's touching Dylan Larkin. I, I don't know about Nyquist. I don't know if they said he was available. I know he's hurt, he's been hurt. Yeah. But, I don't know. Detroit's got one of those teams that is always full with, like, Swedish players and, and European players. But this year, they're hurt so bad the entire season that they pretty much had to sell if they're going to want to do anything in the next few years. Because they
0: lost Datsuk. Yeah, and, well, Datsuk walked away. So well, they yeah. Still, right. And they still had his contract, which I thought was kind of Well, a, it's not there anymore. It's in really Arizona. <laughs> well, now it is. They had to get rid of it. Yeah. They, I think. Detroit came out really well on that, if I'm not mistaken. I believe mistaken.
1: so. But Arizona now has Datsuk and Pronger's contract. <laughs> they should hold a dual jersey retirement ceremony.
0: <laughs> They'll end up playing for them in an outdoor like, yeah. heritage game. <laughs> like Broder <laughs> for St. Louis. Yeah. Well, Gretzky for St. Louis. Yeah. Well, Broder played like, uh, what, like five games? Yes. Something like that. He he, at least works for that organization. Right. Gretzky played, like, what, maybe 20 games? Yeah. For them and still came back and then wanted a free hot dog. But, but Gretzky <laughs> was also very upset by the way he
1: played in the Edmonton game, outdoor game, yeah, that was, he wanted, wanted a second every chance.
0: chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. But Detroit, you know, today they, they were selling a bit, obviously. They managed to get rid of a couple of guys that, I, I think they just really wanted off the books. one was Thomas Vanek yep which he's been he's been half decent for them but they managed to get a good return in uh, third round pick and Dylan McEl, McElrath I, yeah I he's, he he's prospect.
1: Pri- see, yeah he's a younger guy now Vanek I can see him playing well in Florida yeah but um I think he's a little it? slow Duffy was going on about how it seems that Florida always trades for old players. They it got did. Luongo a few years ago, and like see, Luongo still has gas. in the Oh tank. yeah,
0: he does. He's but he's and old. <laughs> he, he is old. Obviously, they've got the oldest man in the league, in Yerba Yager. The Century Club yeah. almost. <laughs> now they not in points, in age. Yeah. Now they've got Thomas Vanek, and well, and they got Sean Thornton yeah. there too. But he's been there forever. He's kind of more of just like a
1: locker room guy than yeah. anything. He doesn't play. He's kind of a, okay. Go out there and fight that guy. If he even if he even dresses, yeah, I think he's been a healthy scratch and getting into a few games.
0: Yeah, goes out punches a guy. I
1: believe he's from like the London or the St. Thomas area. I believe. Was well, he related to Joe? I don't know. I don't know if they're cousins or not. But I'm I'm I know, I know Sean Thornton, Joe Thornton. I don't know if if he's from this
0: area or not. Let's look it Let's up. Let's look it up. <laughs> but they also got rid of Steve Ott. To the Montreal Canadiens for Again, a 6th round pick Steve, next year. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one thing that kind of upset me with Montreal is Drew Stafford went for like a 6th or a 7th round pick or whatever he went for. How could Montreal not get Drew Stafford for the same, you know, they could have offered a 6th round pick for well, him instead
0: of... here. <laughs> here's the thing. If you really want to look at how badly, you know, Detroit fleeced Florida. P.A. yeah, went for a 6th round pick. To Nashville. Yeah. How can you tell me that Thomas Bannock is any better than P.A. Parenteau? I love P.A. Parenteau when he played for Colorado. He's had a bit, actually, he's had a bit of a cold streak ever since. He had a really hot start to the season and then total cold streak. But he scored 20 goals with the Leafs last year. Yeah. And the Leafs were bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, like, sixth round pick for a guy like that? Like, you can't tell me that he's... Not worth more than a sixth rounder. You
1: know who I really miss, um, who for Colorado was um what was his name? Was it Thomas Mueller? Not Thomas, what was his name? Thomas Mueller. Mueller. He he played for Colorado for a few he played for him for a year, was really good, but he developed blood clots from the altitude so he couldn't he couldn't stay in Colorado because <laughs> But he that played. Sucks. He played really, really well for him, and like it was, he was a great player. Yeah. And then the blood clots kind of were from the altitude, so he he got like altitude
0: sickness. Speaking of health issues like that, very happy to see Brian Beckel back. Yes, that's yes. been fantastic. He
1: st- he played a game, I believe, in the AHL uh, night or two ago. Well, he was back in um, playing for Carolina last week. I thought, but I thought they sent him down for uh, like a conditioning kind of.
0: Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I knew he played for the Hurricanes. I didn't uh, know if they sent him back down or not. Uh, Sean Thornton is from Oshawa. Oshawa. So, so not too I familiar. don't think he's really related to anyone. Doesn't say, at least. I'm just okay. looking at Wikipedia. Um, but, anyways, getting back to Detroit. Yeah, they managed to get rid of Steve Ott. And, uh, they got, and then, yesterday, they got rid of Brendan Smith as well. And they got a second and a third. Was not a bad haul. No, nope. and Brenda Smith, they could still try to sign come the summer. Yeah, this a UFA, um, which I wouldn't rule out. No, I wouldn't not at rule all. out them uh, them signing him back. I mean, especially now that
1: they've kind of loaded up on some picks. Mind you, they're not top end picks, but they're going to be able to get at least one or two decent players, hopefully, out of out of these picks. You would hope
0: because they've got one of the better uh, scouting systems, yeah, for sure. And,
1: and they tend to scout more everywhere than opposed yeah. to a
0: lot of teams like to just scout, like scout Canada or North America like like me when I play NHL 17 yeah. I pretty well exclusively <laughs> scout the OHL, WHL, QMJ QMJHL yeah. but no they they've produced some of the best
1: European NHL players in probably league history, to be honest, they have.
0: They've uh, definitely. Yeah. Well, they also took advantage of getting Russian players in when no one really trusted Russia. Right. Well, yeah, it goes so back to the
1: days of like you know Sergey Fedorov yeah. and was it Valerie Kaminsky and back in the yeah. they had all these guys the they, Russian Five yeah and they would come back all the time and since then it's always been like a European door open for for Detroit
0: and you know I wonder if that's maybe changing. I wonder it if they're starting be. to get more North American players coming through. Which that's that was... not a bad thing, but it's also not a bad thing if they've got a lot of Europeans unless you're Don Cherry. That
1: was the least problem for the longest time is that they would never draft Ontario or Canadian or North American born players. They were always going after
0: European players and Don Cherry
1: even said that. If you want to start to win, start drafting Ontario
0: boys. <laughs> <laughs> there there is a certain amount of truth to that cuz a lot of really high-end players do come from Ontario. Well, look, even even especially. a lot
1: well, even a lot of European players come out of Ontario now yep. because of the fact that the OHL and the, the
0: CHL is one of the, if not
1: the best, junior hockey league
0: yeah. in all of the world. For sure. <laughs> well, and, and one thing that, just touching on that point quickly, that I do like that the Leafs are doing now, is that they've got guys like uh, like Connor Brown, who's yeah. from Toronto. Yeah. His, whole, his family's been there for generations. Like, watching the uh, Winter Classic thing that they did, um, the special thing, the HBO kind of thing that they did. Uh, his mother was like in tears, yeah. talking about it. Like, well, oh, his, even his grandparents would have been so proud. They were big Leafs fans, and he's well, like, look at Marner. Right. Yeah, Marner's, Marner's from Marner's like, Marner from Hill. Toronto <laughs> as well. I think Hyman is from Toronto as well. They had Frankie Carano, and obviously we'll get to him in a second. His Stanley Cup but, story. Oh my god, <laughs> you just know it. he he wins the. Fucking cup. There's gonna be a damn
1: movie made about it. Oh yeah. And I want to know who's gonna play Corrado. I said it to you today. I said who's gonna get the rights to Corrado's Stanley Cup when Corrado water? will play himself. Hey, at least he get playing time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. That, at least he gets a chance to prove himself, though. That is true. That is true. We'll we'll touch on that uh, in a second. But just get back to Detroit here. They. They got rid of some guys, they brought in some picks, so they're kind of doing... I don't know that they're going into full-blown rebuild, but they're retooling, they're, and they're, they've needed to for years. They're
1: putting they're putting this, the foundations in for a possible rebuild. They're getting enough
0: picks that if they do decide to go into a rebuild mode, the start is there. Well, and they've got some good young players oh, already do? as well. They've got a bit of a foundation, but the players that they had brought through that they kind of wanted to... Become like a Datsuk and Zetterberg sort of thing. Just haven't worked nope, out. Like they haven't that. panned out. Yeah, anywhere near those two. No, and they have. I don't think they've had that that leadership capability either. So I think that's maybe some of the void that they have right now is just a lack of leadership in the room.
1: Well, if they want, I hear he's a free agent. I think he scored seven goals in a game the other day. They could sign Putin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Russian sniper up in the in the rafters shooting every defenseman as he goes by. There's Bye. a Russian
1: there's a Russian sniper on the ice when you got Poon out there. <laughs> also true.
0: <laughs> oh man, but it, it was just very kind of surprising, I guess, to me to see Detroit kind of go into this retool and just selling mode at the deadline because. To me that's just never been them, you well, know, as far as I can made remember. The playoffs what 25 and years in a row? Exactly. Huh? They've always made the playoffs. They've always been kind of perennial contenders until the last few years when it really seemed like Mike Babcock was just dragging them over that line just to get them into the playoffs, but then they were, they were having first round exit after first round exit and Jeff Blashill's just not that coach. Like he's, well, he's a decent n- coach, but he's no Babcock. No, okay. he's no Babcock. He's no he's no Babs that's for sure. So and you're you're kind of seeing the effect of that the effect of kind of less than superior coaching coming and, in, and coming to play in and a shitload play. of injuries too. Yes, they have had a they have had a ton of injuries. So you know what? Maybe this is just a retooling year, and they and come to be back honest, it
1: might year. not be a bad thing considering you know when going to the playoffs twenty five or twenty six years however long it is. You're not expected to really do too much because you consistently have. Making the playoffs, so yeah. you, you, you kind of are settling. But you're also not getting those real high-end picks. Exactly. So now, they're basically, they they were skating right in the middle, right? Yeah. Now, basically, with all these injuries, new coaching, that's not so well, they miss the playoffs. Maybe it's more of a reality check, like, maybe we need to start doing something else to yeah. compete at the tops again, right? Because. The Western Conference was always the stronger conference in the East, and Detroit dominated the West. Yeah. Now they're in the East, and they're one of the weak
0: teams. Well, they, I don't know in some of the later years that they so much no, dominated, but just kind of snuck in. But right. they were always there.
1: Yeah, they were always there. And now the Eastern Conference, mind you, they're the stronger
0: conference this year. But Well, no, the Metropolitan yes. is the stronger conference. Well, the Atlantic
1: conference. is starting to get pretty competitive.
0: Yeah, now it is. <laughs> <laughs> For most of the season, it's been pretty uh... – well, that's because pretty Montreal
1: shite. had that hot start and everyone else didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, not only that, but, like, you got teams like Tampa and Florida that, Tampa especially, but Florida's coming back on because they had horrendous they injuries. Had a lot to a of I like, And Huberto, uh, Huberto who I, I thought both, both them, back now. Yeah, I thought both of them were locked down for the season. <laughs> yeah, no. So no I was like, what the hell? When I saw them come back, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, being a Leafs fan sucks. Being a hockey yeah. fan, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's true. It is, it is good to see both, both them back, yeah. No, it, it is great to see both those players back. But, anyways, we're going to move on uh, quickly to the uh, buyers, a couple of the buyers that we had uh, today. Now, the big one, obviously, Montreal. What the hell? Uh, like, they didn't really go after anyone really big named. Like, mind you, they
1: traded De and got. um, Davids- uh, Yeah, uh, Davidson. Davidson. So they Actually, that's no... a good pickup for them. And so was Jordy, Jordy Ben. Defenseman. Jordy Ben was a good pickup for them.
0: I I wouldn't quite go so far as to say good pickup. He's a uh, sorry. decent. I
1: would pickup. say that he was a better defenseman than Patterning was, who they swapped. Fair enough. So he's a little bit of an upgrade than than what they had. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't what they needed, which no, was a puck
0: moving defenseman, which, which they, they got, got with Davidson.
1: Right now, the only other thing is is other than that, they're basically trading for some guys who are
0: towards the end of their careers, like Ott. Yes, Steve Ott. <laughs> They and basically got guys, like massive guys, for their fourth line because they evidently feel like they're going to be pushed around. Right, and yeah, they got from Colorado. They got uh, Andreas Martinson, who's like six three or 6'4", yeah. 220
1: pounds. In like a hundred and something games in the NHL, he has seven goals. <laughs> but can these guys really play though? That's Martinson the thing. can play. He's a good bruiser, but he's not a scorer. He's more of a he's more of a get out there and get some energy for your team. I I just don't know how much Ott has left in the tank. The best tweet I think I saw today was that Montreal was loading up at the trade deadline for a first-round exit. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: I think I I sent you a tweet that uh, I had seen where someone went, uh, Montreal loading up all their fourth line with skilled guys? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, though, like, they do have
1: some decent guys in the minors that they could have brought up. Like, why do you need to trade away some of your assets to, for a guy like Steve Ott, where you could bring up, a, you know, a McCarran, or you could bring up, you know, some of these younger guys, give them a chance. McCarran hasn't played these like that bad when he's been called up. Yeah, I why gamble some of your picks in the future when you have some guys
0: waiting? You know what I mean? Well, they they didn't really gamble any major picks. No, to be fair, they gambled a fourth, well conditional, and a sixth. So, it's not terrible. And they got Dwight King, who's not a bad player. He's not a bad player. He, now, he was underutilized right. in LA because, you know, LA's pretty L.A. Deep. <laughs> yeah, he's, but he's still at max, the third line Oh, player. for sure. Like, and But you know what? They've added a ton of grit, but I'm wondering, is I don't know that that's so much what they needed. No, I, I
1: still feel like they needed more center scoring.
0: Well, and Duchesne.
1: Yeah, and, and there was talks for weeks that Montreal was looking at targeting Duchesne.
0: But they'd have to give up Sergachev. I'm and wondering I'd if it's go, something that maybe that they want to do.
1: I'm thinking maybe something at the draft.
0: Yeah, you know what? The uh, the expansion draft and the entry draft are going to be very interesting to see what happens with Colorado. And, but because Montreal's got to make a move. They need more depth down the middle. Yeah, and DeHarnay wasn't doing it ever. He hasn't been the same guy for like two years. Well, neither is Plukkanic. Right. He's had an awful season. Galchenyuk is going through growing pains, and Tarion wasn't letting him do that. And, and to, not to mention, he's also been hurt here and there too, yeah, right? Yeah, which doesn't help. And, but, yeah, no, it was... Uh, well, I guess they've got Andrew Shaw. Yeah. That's well. I always forget that he's a center. I always feel like he's a winger. Yeah, he's he's. I always just feel like he's just oh, a pest. <laughs> he pisses me off.
1: Especially after scoring that game-winning goal against I was annoyed Freddie. about that. No,
0: just, yeah, it's just, he's a pest. It's the kind of player he is, and... When he plays against you, you hate it. He's like
1: a Sean Avery without all the antics. Like, he's just under your skin. He's a more skilled Sean Avery. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But, like, he's kind of always under your skin. He's always, you know, he's there. Kind of like Brendan Gallagher. Yeah. In that way. But Gallagher's more of a... I guess Gallagher would be... He's pretty skilled, too, for his size and He is.
0: He is actually quite skilled.
1: But, no, I mean, they need to
0: get Galchenyuk kind of going. He's been... Well, he needs to take... Galchenyuk... They need Galchenyuk to take that next step. We know Galchenyuk can score. He got 30 goals last year. That's not nothing. That's a good amount of scoring in, the, in today's league. But he needs to take that next step to being an NHL center. Right. Being that number one center that they need him to be. And he just has not made that step yet. Yeah, and it's, But even if they had Duchesne, I don't know that Duchesne is that player either. Uh,
1: I mean, Duchesne can be a number one center. Duchesne's the number one face-off win percentage in the league.
0: And which I was very surprised about. I was surprised that he was that high. He's but, winning like sixty four percent of his faceoffs But when you, if you have a one two of Galchenyuk and Duchene, you don't really have much two way play there. No, but in my opinion, that's just that's a lot of straight offense without a ton in their own. End. I would say that Duchene
1: is a better defender or back checker than
0: well, he's he's. Just very fast. Yes. I think yes. That, that helps him make up for some of but
1: he does. But he does get the stick in the right spots when he needs to on defense. He's not actually that bad of a defender when you watch it. And, I mean, there's a reason why he was selected to the Olympics. There's a reason why he was also selected to the World Cup of Hockey, too. Right? Yeah. They, they, he is a
0: valued... Oh, and, I, and I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just not certain that he's exactly what Montreal needs.
1: Maybe, maybe not, but there's he could definitely be. Maybe not on Montreal just with their style, but he could definitely be a first line center and a lot of the different yeah. teams in the NHL right now. It's just who wants Arizona. To... <laughs> <laughs> it's just who wants to uh, who wants to pony up, right?
0: Yeah. Well, no one was ponying up mid season. Not like that. That's. I could see that's an end of the season trade, that's and I feel like that's off-season. what Sakic
1: is looking for because at this point it doesn't matter because whether you do it before the trade or you do it now, the trade the the draft is still going to happen, right? Yeah. So that you know, you're well, like it's not like they need to get rid of Duchene now and then be like, oh, now
0: we're going to make the playoffs. Well, <laughs> and part of the benefit of waiting for the off as well is that you don't have to worry about the cap so yeah. much. You don't have to worry about the cap till October. That that's like future them problem. Yeah. That's a future GM problem, yeah. you know. <laughs> That, uh, that's not such a big deal in the off season, But, you know, it's just very... Just seeing the moves that they were making were very odd until you kind of think, okay, this is Claude Julien, who is the, the coach now. And you look at his Boston teams, they he add really, a ton of grit like that, right? He likes the big yeah uh,
1: bruisers for one of his he, lines, and then he has his well, finesse lines. <laughs>
0: and at the same time, if you're going into the playoffs, I, it's almost like they want to play... A Western style of yeah. hockey where they're going to grind you down, but, which will fit in with Shea Weber's style. <laughs> Wait, yeah, which does fit in with Shea Weber's style, but I'm not sure that that's going to win win you the East. The East is more of a fast, skilled kind of north south game.
1: Pittsburgh would just roll right through them. So would Washington. They would for that. They matter. would use their speed, and it would be yeah, it be they would basically have to come out hitting as hard as possible and try
0: and take out anyone that they could. <laughs> And I just I don't know that they could consistently do that against three lines. Depending on how they three or four lines.
1: Depending on how everything works out, I can see Montreal coming out of the first round, but maybe not the second.
0: Definitely not the third. Yeah, but second is still a maybe. But you know what? It'll be uh, interesting to kind of see what happens with them. And uh, I do want to quickly move on to. The uh Toronto Maple Leafs actually, as uh, as a bit of a buyer today, and and yes, and the last couple of days because obviously they picked up Brian Boyle, right. which was a really great pickup, but they also picked up uh Eric Fair. Yeah,
1: I was surprised because I thought Eric Fair was put on waivers, he was, but, but did the he Leafs... clear the 24 hours or no?
0: He did clear, but the Leafs didn't have a lot of contract space, they were at 49 oh, okay. contracts, which okay. is why they couldn't pick him up off waivers. but. They traded Frankie Corrado. Frankie's yes. free! <laughs> yeah, he he was in the doghouse for... Well, and this is the thing. Frankie would, would get his chance to play a couple of games, and he wouldn't play well. But,
1: I mean, what do you expect when all that pressure is put on you? Because you get sat <laughs> for 15 to
0: 20 games, then it's like, okay, here's your chance. Don't blow it. But That's all you're thinking about. But you look at a guy like Josh Levo, same situation for the Leafs. He was injured... Seriously, they, they said he was injured. There was no way this dude was injured. And he's been fantastic. They've actually sent like another guy down from their 12 forwards to keep him in, even though he's been out half the season. Right. So there are guys that can do that. And Babcock wants those guys that can sit for half the season, have that mental fortitude to be able to just come right into the lineup halfway through the season and play as, the best that he can. Yeah. And Frankie just could not do that. As much as I really liked Frankie Corrado, I liked what he brought. I thought he was a really good pickup for the Leafs at the time. He just didn't fit in with them. And I feel like he's gonna fit in great with Pittsburgh. Yes, they well puck moving defenseman who can skate. That is what they need. And so I think, especially with Matta being hurt right now, well, just look what, what they did with Justin Schultz. Yeah, that's like the biggest reclamation project <laughs> ever because he was so terrible coming out of Edmonton. He had no confidence whatsoever and yet he was still able to step in pretty well for chris letang yeah when he was injured this season and, and run that power play and run it well it's yeah like yeah so you know what hopefully they can get a similar sort of thing out of out of uh Carado. obviously he's down in the minors right now but i would not put it past him to bring him up once uh well obviously deadline's done now so they can do it
1: yeah, and usually, kind of, when stuff like this happens, deadline when a guy gets moved like that, it usually when they get a new team, they usually boosts their confidence or does something. They usually come out well, and
0: play well. Yeah, they're happy to get moved. Yeah, and, uh, they're happy. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't
1: like as much as Toronto's a good team. They're you know they might make the playoffs. They're going in the right direction. You're going to Pittsburgh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. There, and there is no comparison. They're
1: the Stanley Cup winning champions. Very
0: likely, they're, like they're the historically
1: team. known going back to back to the Stanley Cup finals throughout yep. history. And you've got guys like Crosby, Malkin, Kessel, you know yeah. Latang on your team, so I, I, that's a good team to even just go and get some games experience, know these
0: guys, get some. I hope he gets some game time with them late on in the season, maybe even play in the playoffs a little yeah. bit. If they do win the cup, I'll be happy to see him lift mm-hmm. it. But man, that's a bit of a track record <laughs> that the Leafs are getting with Pittsburgh if that <laughs> happens. I'm but... just sad. I'm
1: just sad that Kessel didn't come back and eat. Mac and cheese out of the cup in front oh of the players.
0: God. Well, he took out a big like one page ad yeah, yeah. in Toronto when, when that happened. And
1: then he took it to like the sick kids' hospital, which, which was which really was nice classy
0: of him. him. Yeah, that was that was a classy move. But one, oh, a couple more quick things. Toronto, good pickup for Eric Fair that adds yep. some definite leadership in the room. Good bottom six forward as well. So in case injuries, what have you. I wonder if he's will pair him with uh with Boyle. Well, you know what? Even if he doesn't play up in the NHL He's still going to be good for the minors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that that's a good pickup for them, especially the dressing room. Secondly, very nice to see that Toronto's buying again. Yeah. Because it's, like, been years. Well, the last few that.
1: years, they've just been trying to shed all these contracts yeah. or well, pick up especially Nathan Horton's year. contract. Or... No, that was a brilliant move. <laughs> oh, yeah. To get rid of David Clark's like dumb oh. contract.
0: Oh man, they they've made some really good moves the past couple of years, and I think uh, this is another decent move by them.
1: I don't know if it's true or not, but I was reading that David Horton or Nick David Horton, Nathan Horton is trying to make a comeback. Not gonna happen.
0: <laughs> not gonna no, happen. I I think honestly at this point I think he's a little old for it, and his back I, his <laughs> back is just done. Yeah, Wait, poor guy. Like you really kind of feel for him, at the same time, he signed a massive contract. Oh, he's he's set. Like yeah, he's he's pretty well set for life. Provided that another, what was it, Jack Johnson situation yeah, well, doesn't happen. Where his parents
1: steal his money and then he has to file oh, bankruptcy. Poor
0: guy. <laughs> He's got one more contract left, so hopefully he can hit it out of the park with uh, Columbus, I think, either this year or next year. It's next year. But uh, anyways, on to our last kind of section of teams uh, that were both buyers and kind of sellers at the same time. They kind of upgraded and didn't upgrade at the same time. Yeah. So the first one I want to talk about is LA because they sold, they obviously bought, I should say with on Bishop Bishop, and they brought in a Ginla. Yeah, Ginla. So good locker room presence might add a couple of goals on the power play. Not a ton of speed, no. but you know what? LA can probably work with that. He can add a bit of a uh, bit of edge and a bit of grit to them. But they also sold Dwight King, which I didn't really understand in the sense that. Aginla is like a more expensive Dwight King Pretty except much. Older and slower Older and slower yeah So that was kind of An odd one for me But again get Aginla's done At the end of the year Right His, his, his contract's, contract's up. up And he and, does have The playoff experience and... Well and Colorado's Keeping back 50% Of his contract Right Which kind of helps So that was That was kind of Interesting to see That they were kind of A little bit A little bit of both in, in the sense And just kind of Seeing them And you know what That's the mark of a team That is in the middle Right. They don't really know where they're going, they don't they're not for sure they're... trying to break the bank on going to the playoffs. Which like... is
1: what surprised me because was said that if he wanted to get traded, he wanted to get traded to a contender.
0: And he went to a yeah. team that's out of the playoffs right now. <laughs> but they're a team that if they get in, they can probably Oh they do can a run the damage. table. Yeah, <laughs> they, they could. I don't foresee that. They don't have the depth on defense. Especially not did.
1: to go up against teams like Pittsburgh or Washington
0: uh, You know what It was once they lost uh, The wife beater Slava Voynov, yeah. Sla- yeah Or whatever the hell He calls himself Yeah now, now he's like Slava Slav Or something
1: like that oh. He goes by a different name
0: Whatever I <laughs> <Or> mean maybe, <laughs> maybe we just Called him the American <laughs> version Which is Slava <laughs> so but, We can't pronounce it But once he left I don't know if they've ever Really replaced someone Of his caliber uh, Jake Muzzin's been a huge Huge oh, boost for them Don't get me wrong Jake Muzzin is fantastic But imagine if they still Had Voynov. Oh for sure like that just completely changes there. Like
1: when Russia tried to have Voynov come in at the World Cup of Hockey, and then the <laughs> NHL was like, "No, no, 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 no,
0: no." no. <laughs> Maybe the IOC will let you yeah. get away with this crap. This is but an but NHL tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of funny. But you know, it's just it's just kind of interesting to see them kind of walk that that fine line. Now Ottawa, by comparison, has been far more a buyer. ...than a seller this year. Yeah, I forgot they got... Uh, didn't they get Torrey Wingles, too? Yeah. Yeah, they got him uh, a last ago, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was a half decent pickup, but honestly, I think he's injured. Yeah. <laughs> like most of the top <laughs> nine. But um, then they picked up uh, Victor Stolberg as well, and... Um, oh, I feel like they picked up someone else. And
1: I'm... Going back to the, their was. injuries... They got a lot of guys coming back soon, and they were talking that they're
0: gonna have like nine or ten forwards come back in the next like month or so. Oh, yeah, and you know what? They are gonna be pretty deep. Yeah. Once, uh, once that happens, oh, and they picked up Burroughs. That's who I was right. Planning. Yeah,
1: they, they the the finger biter. <laughs> God, that dude bothers me. It was he fun does. to watch him in the playoffs. Just kind of get under everyone's skin, but. Some of it when he talks, I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> it's not the French accent. Don't, no, don't get he, me wrong. It's... No, he's
0: just he's a bit of a dirty player. But then Ottawa sold on uh, the Calgary Flames. Yeah, with Curtis Lazar. And...
1: How weird. Yeah. Like, Although in like 33 games this year, Lazar has zero goals.
0: And one assist. <laughs> but he, last year he was one of their best rookies. So I failed to see how the drop off was so bad yeah they, that they felt just... they had to trade him. Unless there's something going on behind the scenes where he's just not happy in Ottawa. Which, believe me, I understand. Am... I'm wondering how if could you be happy there. New coaching change too. I'm wondering if Holguin yeah. maybe he didn't fit in his style and which at the, again I can't see because he was he's a good two way player who he's maybe like, he maybe a top, out... tops at it tops out at a second line center, but. Uh, th- the very least, a high third line. Yeah, maybe he couldn't figure out the defensive or the offensive side of it in Boucher's defensive system. Really, maybe, maybe. that's why he's. You, and you know what? That's that's entirely possible. You know, if he's just not fitting in, he's not fitting in. And and uh, they traded him for him and Michael Costka, which to be honest, he's just a throw-in to get yeah. him off the books for um, Yerki Yokopaka and a second-round pick. So. They got a decent return on him. I don't even know how well Yoko pocket's doing. Guy, Guy Boucher is one of those guys
1: I don't think you'd want to get yelled at by. No, that dude is <laughs> He's terrifying. scary, and then he's got that facial scar that just makes him look like a villain from a Bond movie. <laughs> he kind of does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can just see him going, I don't expect you to talk. I expect you to die. It's going to be in <laughs> Casino Royale 2. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Let's see. He's oh Yeah, Yokopaka hasn't done that well either. No, this season or last goal, season or the year before. But yeah. that's still better than uh, Curtis. Lazar. Yeah,
1: Lazar was thirty-three games, zero goals, one assist. He's thirty-eight yeah. games,
0: one goal, five assists. So he's not,
1: at a. He's got uh, five more
0: points than. <laughs> you know what? He was a seventh round player, and he's twenty-five. So I'm assuming they're not really expecting much, to get out, of much out of out of him at this point he will probably just end up in the AHL. So really, it was Jokopaka for Koska, and then the second rounder for Curtis Lazar. Pretty much. About how that breaks down. That's not a bad haul. Not at all. For Curtis Lazar, but at the same time, I feel like in Calgary, where they've got a lot of youth, I think he's going to be utilized perfectly there. And him coming up, Sean Monaghan there as well, and Sam Bennett. you imagine a top three of Monaghan, Bennett, and Curtis Lazar. Oh, and
1: then you got Goudreau too, right? Well, I'd nice. well, say
0: more just down the middle. But yeah. Oh, you yeah, yeah. got Johnny Goudreau there as well. Keith, uh, not Keith Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk. Matthew chuck. Chuck. He's a little chubby now. Yeah, like. he, he is a little chubby. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to oh, some, yeah. some players as they get older. Just look at Jeff O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's because they were ordering him Harvey's burgers all day on the trade deadline today. Well, and I remember him saying that he would have played longer if he'd actually paid, paid attention, attention to, to his diet yeah. and... And training and whatnot, but obviously didn't. And it's worked out well for him because he's great on TSN. But James
1: Duffy said today, he said, you know, it's deadline day. He said, we can't guarantee there'll be trades. But we will guarantee that there's Harvey's Burgers on the way for a meal.
0: I wish I'd had the time to listen to more of that today because that looked truly that was I'm, good. I was so happy that they had the guys from Leonard Denny yeah. on. When they had uh, <laughs> Wayne on there, that was yeah. awesome. I'll have to I'll have to watch the clip of that because I did, just didn't have a chance to today. But, um, you know, I think Calgary picking him up for that, that. Like, second rounders don't often have a chance of really making it. Like, yeah, sometimes you hit a home run like Duncan Keith or... Uh, uh pk Subban, but you're, by,
1: you're literally listing
0: guys who are like one in the hundreds if not you know yeah what i mean <laughs> i really once you're outside the first round even outside like the first 10 20 or 15 or, yeah 15, 20 picks. not as good a chance of them making making the the show but um or or making a huge impact in the show yeah well ex- exactly and you know what i think curtis lazar is going to so i think that's a fantastic fantastic pickup for uh, for Calgary, I really hope that Lazar can turn it around. And you know what? I, as I said, I think he slots in well at their uh, their number three spot. Yeah. And you, you know what? If he can uh, kind of give him that extra bit of a push to get and into Calgary's the playoffs. more offensive minded coach. Yeah, more more offensively minded. But I think they've just got a better setup for youth. Yeah. There and to be honest, Ottawa is a little depressing. That's a depressing team. <laughs> just because they're just because they're cash strapped, right? they're they're never going to be that successful unless they have a ton of really young, high-end skilled guys. And they don't. Well, they do have a
1: decent amount in the in, you know, they got Shabbat in the uh, Yeah, he's
0: going to be monster on their back end <laughs> with coming the, through.
1: With Carlson? Could you imagine?
0: Yeah. Well, the, the key for them though is going to be being able to keep Carlson right. past next season because that's when his, his very very <laughs> cap-friendly deal is up. He's only at like Five mil. Five or five and a half. Maybe yeah. six. He's going for nine or ten next season. And he's more no he, it. Yeah, exactly. And no way he makes less than that. Like, he's going to get P.K. Subban money. Yeah. And, and he's
1: he's he's got to. He's only been yeah. injured, like,
0: once, and it was that Achilles. Yeah, Matt, that was Matt a Cook. dirty, oh, fucking Matt <laughs> Cook. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it, Ottawa, I think, is buying and buying and really trying to really do well now so that they can convince Carlson to stay.
1: Yeah. They're they're kind of like Vancouver a few years ago where they're yeah. they're kind of at their peak where it's kind
0: of like you know we got to win now kind of but they're nowhere near as talented no, that's the problem not at all they're no, nowhere near as as deep and as talented as Vancouver was and it was disappointing that they just they didn't get it and you know sometimes that happens they also made horrible like just absolutely horrendous deadline deals yes that was always where they lost the plot was at the trade deadline so. You see, some teams this year, not a lot have really doubled down right. and doubled down badly. So, it, as quiet as a trade kind of deadline from the past few days up until today has been, I think it's going to benefit a lot of teams. And I think we're in for an exciting run up to the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. But uh, that's our show for, well, the middle of this week. I think we'll be back uh, this weekend for a normal show. Uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, TalkingPuckP. And subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, uh, uh, SoundCloud as well. And uh, thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, we will see you later on this week. See you later. Goodbye.